Welcome to the Systems and Workflow Magic Podcast, where I help entrepreneurs go from scattered to streamlined in their creative businesses. I'm your host, Dolly DeLong, a wife, a mom, and a photographer turned systems educator. Join me every week as we have conversations centered around creating tactical workflows and automations in your business. Now, let's make some strategic workflow magic. Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Systems and Workflow Magic Podcast. I'm your host, Dolly DeLong, and we are in part two of the content creation series with Amanda Warfield. I'm really, really excited about part two, you all. The specific discussion is how to get off the content creation hamster wheel. And I know this is something that many small business owners struggle with, and I'm raising my hand, myself included. And so she's going to be sharing with us just an introduction to a system she uses. So you all will need to listen to this episode several times. And if you are brand new to the Systems and Workflow Magic podcast, and you're tuning in today on episode 37, then I do want to encourage you to stop this episode and go back and listen to episode 36 because that way you can listen to the whole series in a row and you can learn more about Amanda's three-step process she shared in last week's episode. So I will link the episode in the show notes, but I just wanted to have Amanda introduce herself again, just in case you're brand new and you're tuning in for the first time today. I'm so excited to be back and to talk about batching today and the content creation hamster wheel and all of those fun things. For those that maybe missed out on last week's episode and haven't met me yet, I'm Amanda Warfield. I'm a simplicity-focused content marketing strategist. And usually if I'm not working or my nose isn't in a book, you can either find me annoying my husband by forcing him to talk about Disney with me or annoying my cats by forcing them to snuggle me. I <laughs> love that. So Amanda, I know that you are currently getting off of the content wheel yourself. You're ending a launch. You're also in the middle of your batching week. So I I know just you being here means so much to me. So thank you so much. I just want to say thank you again. Okay, so if you have already tuned in to last week's episode, part two is going to be just a continuation of the topic of content creation and just the systems that you can be creating for yourself in how to be not only consistent, but also strategic and optimize your workflows when it comes to content creation. So Amanda, how can one get off the content hamster wheel when they are creating content to market themselves? Like how, how is that possible? Is that possible? Absolutely. So there will always be some element of that hamster wheel, as you mentioned. I'm in the middle of batch week right now, but when you are bashing your content, which spoiler, if you didn't listen to last week's episode, is how you get off of this content creation hamster wheel. When you are batching, that week is almost like a hamster wheel, but it doesn't feel quite as exhausting because you know it's a one-week thing versus a constant thing. So going back to what we talked about last week, we talked all about consistency and how consistency is what builds that know, like, and trust factor. And we touched on the fact that when you're creating content, you are always to an extent in the back of your mind, 
thinking about it. Even if you're not actively creating it at the moment, there's always this dark cloud almost of, ooh, I've got to put out my next Instagram post. I've got to put out my next email newsletter. I haven't written that yet. So even when you're doing the deep work of your business, even when you're serving clients, even when you're working on your funnels, even when you're creating new offers, there's this cloud hanging over you of, ooh, I have marketing that I need to do. And I can remember very clearly as we, my husband and I were moving across the country. We had been living in Washington state for the past almost four years together. He was stationed out there and we were moving back to our home in South Carolina. And we're sitting in this moving truck full of all of our stuff. It is loud. If you've never been inside of a moving truck, they're so loud. It is. Loud. Yeah. We had to like pop the volume up higher than it was good for us, I'm sure, to hear the music or the audiobooks or whatever. And we're in this moving truck for a good eight days driving all the way across the country. And I can remember thinking, when am I going to record my next podcast episode? How am I going to do this? I can't do it in the moving truck, obviously. Am I going to have to do it in the hotel room? But then by the time we got to the hotel room each night, we were exhausted. And there was this constant worry hanging over me of when am I going to record this next episode? While we're in the middle of moving across the country, it should be the last thing on my mind is worrying about content. There were times that I was on vacation and I can remember very clearly one summer while we were living in Washington, we were able to fly back to South Carolina and go to the beach with my family for a week. And this was my first year of business. So I wasn't even podcasting then. I was just blogging and I, we had a big walk-in closet in our room and I set up a little desk in that walk-in closet so that I could work on content while we were on vacation with the family that we only got to see a couple times a year. We've all been there. Yeah. And in hindsight, I'm like, "Mm, Amanda, that's embarrassing. Like, is your work your whole life, which, you know, in therapy for that kind of thing. But I realized at some point that I didn't want to be stuck on this constantly marketing myself, constantly thinking about marketing, constantly thinking about content. And that hamster wheel of as soon as you finish one piece and you promised yourself You weren't going to do this again. You were not going to stay up late next week to finish that podcast episode. No, no. You were going to get on top of it. And then the next week comes and you're right there sitting in front of the computer screen at midnight going, I have to get up in five hours to go teach four-year-olds. Why do I do this to myself? You keep making that promise over and over. And then you keep failing to keep that promise to yourself because content takes a lot of time. And there are so many other things that we could and should be doing as solopreneurs to grow our business and to work on our business, work in our business. There's so much to do. And marketing is just another one of those things. So you get stuck on this hamster wheel of staying up late, getting it out, promising yourself you're not going to do it again, getting back into doing all the other things you need to do, and then realizing, oh, my podcast episode's due tomorrow. Okay. All right. Back at it. Yeah. What we want is to get everyone off of that. We want you to stop feeling like you're spinning in this constant hamster wheel. And yes, there are going to be times where even if you're batching, there are going to be times where sometimes you get stuck back on that hamster wheel. Maybe the week you set aside for batch week, you end up sick and you're not going to be batching that week. Maybe you set aside time for batching and 
random things keep popping up. Obviously, there are ways that you can try to minimize the distractions during batch week, but sometimes it's inevitable. Like right now, this was the only time that worked for both of us. And so I'm doing three interviews in the middle of batch week, which isn't ideal, but sometimes stuff happens and that's normal. Sometimes batch week will get pushed to the back burner, but for the most part, it will keep you off of that hamster wheel so that you're only creating content once a month and you're creating an entire month of content so that you have three weeks to not worry about content. I want to remind everyone, I know that this episode, it goes live in August. So you may be listening, you might be in summer mode, you might have like that, Amanda mentioned that dark cloud of like, oh, hanging over you just, oh, I haven't been marketing my business this summer, I've been putting it off. So I just want to say we're not trying to make you feel guilty in any way, shape, or form, but we do want to give you a strategy and some sort of system to start off with, with content marketing and like Amanda's sharing in this three-part episode, just how to be consistent, but also how to be strategic and batch ahead of time. And so you all, she is the queen, the queen of content marketing for your business. So even if, again, like if you're in summer mode, that's okay. But tune in, take notes, and then apply this. You you will have a system to apply to your business when you are ready to get back on the horse or whatever, back in the saddle of marketing your business. So Amanda, let's talk about how to get off that content hamster wheel. So the first thing I'm going to go back to is something we talked about last week. Yeah. Do less. (laughs) Simplify your content plan. This is the very first step because What you don't want is to be overwhelmed by all that you need to create because we don't want you to be in summer mode and feel guilty. We don't want you to take December off to spend time with your family around the holidays and feel guilty because you aren't marketing your business. We want to make it simple for you to follow this system so that your business can market itself even when you're taking time off. So first thing you want to do is simplify. My rule of thumb and what I teach to all of my students is that if you cannot complete a month of content within one work week, no matter how many hours you work, whether you're working five hours or you're working 40 hours, if you can't complete a month's worth of content in that time, you're doing too much and you've got to simplify. If it takes you, if you are working 20 hours a week in your business, don't work 40 hours during batch week, work 20 hours, work your normal work week, And if you are not able to complete a month's worth of content in that time, you're trying to do too much for what is realistic for you in your business. So that's the rule of thumb. Simplify. If you still can't get a week's worth of content done in that time, do less content. Put out less. You may need to drop down to every other week in your long form content or even once a month. And that's okay. And in fact, a lot of times I get pushback on this. People don't want to do less. They say, oh, but I need to show up every single week. And we talked about the fact that a lot of the people that we try to model our businesses after, they have teams and it's not possible to keep up with that. We talked about that last week. But the other side of things is it's better to do less and then add in more once you're able. If you get into batching in six months from now, you're like, I could definitely do every week blogs, then start doing them again. But you don't want to be up and down ghosting your audience, Mm -hmm. going back to that no like and trust factor. So 
I know that I get a lot of pushback on that of, I don't want to do less. I, I feel, I feel like I should be able to do what I'm doing, but be realistic about the parameters that you have. Be realistic about what you're able to actually accomplish. And I promise you're going to do more for your business and for building relationships with your audience if you're showing up less but consistently versus trying to show up more and being inconsistent and ghosting them. Like a roller coaster. Yeah. I love how you shared that doing less, but you're like adding more over time. That made me think, I can't believe I didn't share this example last week, but my first pillar content or long-form content was through my photography. Because if you don't know, I am a photographer and then a systems educator. But for my photography business, it was easy for me to think, okay, I'm going to share blog posts visually because photography. So I did that. I decided if I want to stick to this, I'm going to start blogging consistently once a week. And I need to stick to a consistent schedule and then I'll add more to that. And I'm so glad. I don't even know where I learned that from, but I just thought I'm not going to add more to that. And I blogged consistently for two to three years, I would say, and developed a system, developed some sort of workflow for that. And that's when I added podcasting because I knew what I could handle and not handle and manage and not manage. So you're right. Like you can build it slowly over time. And I think that's an important lesson for all yeah. of business. So often we want to jump into the the end product. Well, yeah. once my business is fully formed, I'm going to have one-to-one coaching and I'm going to have a mastermind and I'm going to have a membership and I'm going to have a signature course and a bunch of digital products. And we want to create all of it all at the same time. Yeah. But no, don't do it. Don't do that. Simplify. Take it yeah. one step at a time. Grow slowly. Yeah. Everyone is better that way. Yeah. And you might discover along the way, like if you jump off the deep end, you might discover, oh, I actually don't really like doing this. You might discover if you build something slowly over time, you might happen upon a market, a niche market. Sorry to use that term. I know it's overused niche market that nobody else is doing or people are wanting it. And you might be really good at that. I feel like that happened with you. Absolutely. And that's the beauty of the online business industry yeah. is it's not a traditional black and white job. You can be literally anything and you can pull in all the best parts of yourself and all of your best skills and make something beautiful from that. But that's going to take really getting dirty and getting messy and playing around with your messaging and seeing what works. If you had told me, let's even say, so in 2007 is when I graduated from college. All right. And that's when I started photography, just a fun little hobby, little baby side business. And if you had told me then where I would be now, like doing full-time photography and doing systems and workflow education, I'd be like, what is systems and workflow? That sounds boring. I don't, I don't think I could do that. I, that sounds so intimidating and so boring. So yeah, just like be patient with yourself and slowly build on what you're doing. I don't know if that analogy helps, but I, I would just like thinking that. Yeah. You just never know where things are going to lead. And without going into a whole long tangent, there are very specific moments in my work history where I was like, why is this happening? Yeah. Why am I going through this terrible experience? Mm -hmm. And five years later, I'm like, oh, because that gave me this skill that has allowed me to do this. And it makes so much sense yeah. on the back end, but you just never know where all of these different things are going to lead you. Yeah, that's so true. Everything builds on top of the other thing and you just have to trust the process. Okay, so the first thing is 
kind of a, a repeat from last week, do less to simplify your content marketing. Yeah, simplify that. That's going to be my refrain for everything that we ever talk about is starting with simplicity. So batching, again, batching is simply setting aside one week every single month. It does not matter what week, as long as it is a consistent week, whether you do the first week of the month, the third week of the month, the last week of the month, doesn't matter as long as it's consistent. Setting aside one week each and every month, not doing other things. It's simply for batching your content. And within that week, you're going to create the entire month of content for the next month. So as we're recording this, it is the last week in April. I am in the middle of my own batch week and I am creating all of the May content for both of my businesses. That is so smart. And do you mind, I know this is more personal, but do you mind sharing what both of your businesses are? Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. Amanda Warfield LLC is the content marketing side of things. That's who you're getting right now. <laughs> My other business is called Magical Escape Vacations, and that is a Disney specialized travel agency that I own. So very different hats. But the fact of the matter is like the fact that you have like a system down for knowing how to market to both different audiences, and you're able to condense that in one week. That's incredible. And all of you can do it as well. Yes. Episode. So you set aside the week. That's the most important thing. If you take nothing else away from this episode, I want you to go through your calendar for the remainder of this year and mark out your batch week right now. Don't take interviews. Don't take client shoots. If you're a photographer, don't take doctor's appointments. I mean, literally mark it off. I love to use, Dolly can see this. No one else can see this because this is a podcast, but I literally put washi oh, wow. tape yeah. all over my planner so that I literally can't write on those days so that I can't schedule things. Obviously there are exceptions to that rule, right? Like I'm recording an interview right now, but that means I have to physically peel up the washi tape in order to write things down. And it just creates that that extra boundary for your for your mind to say, hmm, do I really need to do this this week? Is that really as important as batching or more important than batching? Nine times out of 10, it's not going to be. So protect your batch week time. That's the next step. Go in, write out every single week that you're going to do batch week for the remainder of the year. And if you're really ambitious, go ahead and mark it off for 2023 as well. I am going to be devil's advocate right now. And I'll answer this as a mom, but I'll say the question out loud. I know that I have listeners who are moms who or who are parents, caregivers, and they might be thinking, well, that's nice. Like, you don't have a, you don't, you may not have a child or you don't know my situation. I have to take care of XYZ, which is admirable, amazing. Like that is an amazing role to have. Being a mom is an amazing role to have. Whatever role you're in, it's an amazing role is what I'm trying to communicate. So I'm going to share as a mom, like what my batching week looks like, because I want to give more like context and encouragement to anyone who, who is parenting littles, who may not be in school, who don't have childcare you're wearing like literally all the hats. You're throwing up all the plates at once. And so I commend you. That's amazing. I normally, so for me as a mom, I work around my son's 
sleeping schedule because he's still young. He still is on a nap schedule. So a lot of my batching time happens when he's either napping or early in the morning, right before he gets up. And I know this is going to change when he starts going to school consistently. So I'll have more time back. But I'm just wanting to encourage any young parents who are listening to this conversation and they're thinking, well, how do I do this? How do I do this, Dolly? So I just want to encourage you to set aside like nap time. It doesn't have to be every day. And maybe it's the stage you're in right now. It's very exhausting because being a parent can be draining and exhausting. It's rewarding. Yes, but exhausting. So maybe set aside one day this month or look at your calendar next month and see what day is realistic to batch out some content for two, maybe three hours. And talk to your spouse or talk to your partner about this and see how you can carve out some space to do this. Yeah, absolutely. And like I mentioned earlier, this isn't meant to be, oh, you're going to go spend 40 hours Monday through Friday batching for a week. Absolutely not. What you're going to do is take your normal work week, whatever that looks like. I have students that literally only spend five hours a week in their business because they are primarily moms first and foremost, and they can batch a month's worth of content within their normal five-hour work week. It's not about trying to set aside a full Monday through Friday 40-hour week. It's about setting aside one typical work week, whether that's one hour during nap time each day or whether that's more of a full-time schedule. I was sharing on my Instagram this this week because my son is about to turn four this year. And for the past four years of owning my business, because I've owned my business the same amount of time he's been living, it's, I had two babies in 2018, my business and my real baby. Anyways, I had trained myself to wake up, and I can't believe this, at four in the morning, and I would work from four to six a.m. to batch out things for certain weeks of the month. And now I am slowly training a VA to do this for me. Not at four in the morning. Don't, I don't need any hateful DMs. I can't believe you're making somebody work for you at four in the morning. No, somebody else is taking over those systems for me so that I no longer have to wake up at four in the morning and I can either sleep or work out or do something else. So yeah, it takes time, everyone. Yeah. And I think that's such an important point about yeah. different seasons of life. Yeah. Every system that you create is it's going to have an expiration date. Yes. At some point, you're going to have to revisit it and say, okay, this is no longer working. How mm-hmm. can I do this in a way that better serves my current season? Yeah. So a reminder to everyone, now is not forever. All right. These are strategies and systems that you can apply to certain chapters. And then just remind yourself, now is not forever. All right. Amanda, share your next amazing magical point. Okay. So you've got the week marked off on your calendar, whatever that looks like. Then you're going to go in and day one of batch week, give or take, whenever that looks like within club content batching. I know we talked about that a little bit in the previous episode, but within that, I have more time to dive into how you make a batch week unique to you in your season of life. But typically day one of batch week, whatever day of the week that happens to fall under is planning. You set aside that whole day just for planning. And again, by whole day, I mean, whatever that work day happens to look like, but it's all about planning. And it's about, okay, what am I posting? When am I posting? 
outlining whatever that may look like, whether it's a blog post, a podcast episode, or a YouTube channel, or maybe you're just doing email marketing as your long form content right now, whatever that looks like. You outline it and you set it up so that when it comes time to create, you can just sit down and create. But you have it all planned out. You have it all outlined. You have it all ready to go so that next time you sit down to batch content, it's okay. It's time to write. It's time to talk. It's time to record. We're ready to go. Here's the thing about batching. The common misconception is that what you're going to do is you're going to sit down, let's say blog post, you're going to batch a month of blog posts. You post every week four blog posts. So you're going to sit down on Monday and you're going to say, okay, first blog post, I'm going to write about this. This is going to be my call to action. Here's my outline. Okay. Write the whole blog post. All right. Got to write blog post too. Here's what I'm going to write about. Here's the outline. Write blog post too. And then you finish blog post too and you realize you still have two more blog posts to do and you're exhausted yeah. and you don't have the mental capacity to do any more blog posts. That's because that's not batching. You're just doing a bunch of little steps all at once. It would be like trying to create cookies, for example, and saying, okay, I'm going to mix the ingredients for one cookie. I'm going to form one cookie, I'm going to cook one cookie, and then I'm going to try to cook the next cookie, and I'm going to do that for 12 cookies. Yeah. It's silly, and it's such a silly example, but that's what you're doing if that's how you're trying to batch content by saying, I'm going to create all of this. Or let's say for something as simple as an Instagram post, okay, I'm going to write my caption, and then I'm going to choose my image, and then I'm going to post it, and then I'm going to write the next caption and choose my image and post. That's not batching. That's just creating a ton of content at one time. That is so true. Okay, so if we're not supposed to do all of that together, then what do you suggest, Amanda? Do you like how I'm like awkwardly like, <laughs> you guys, it's batching week for both of us. So we are just like. Yeah, so basically you want to break it down step by step, yes. task by task. Because mm -hmm. if you're trying to do a bunch of content at once, like with the cookies, you're doing a bunch of little tasks on a cycle instead of doing one task over and over and over again. And I'm sure that in some episodes, you've talked to everyone about how important it is to not task switch and how that saves your brain so much mental capacity and time. I actually haven't. Oh, okay. Well, let's That's chat about it. That's something we need. Yeah. Let's okay. talk about that. <laughs> I'm all about psychology. So yeah. your brain doesn't like to move from task to task to task. We think that we can multitask. In our minds, we're great multitaskers. Yeah. As women, as moms, as wives, Ooh, ultimate multitasker, oh, right? I, in my mind, I'm a gold medal winner at that. And then in real life. Science has proven that it's not actually, we're not capable of multitasking. We can to the extent of like, I'm going to fold laundry and watch a TV show or fold laundry and listen to a podcast episode, yeah. but you cannot use your brain in two capacities at yeah. the same time. What you're actually doing, if you're trying to listen to music while you write, your brain is going back and forth between listening to that music and writing up your blog post. You're not actually able to do both at the same time. And so your brain gets exhausted and it takes a ton of time because every time you switch tasks, you lose something like 23 seconds or something like that. Yeah. Some kind of crazy number like that. So every time you switch tasks, you lose time and you lose mental capacity. You're draining your brain of energy. So when you are saying, okay, I'm going to write a blog post and first I'm going to outline it, or first I'm going to choose a topic and then I'm going to outline it and then I'm going to write it and ooh, I've got to do some editing while I write and then I'm writing and then I'm editing and going back and forth between writing and editing. 
and then finalizing and then scheduling. You're doing like 10 different tasks within that one hour, maybe hour, two hours, however long it takes you. And then you're expecting your brain to do that again four more times. It's not possible because it's going to drain your brain of so much energy that you're not going to be able to finish. So batching, you're going to break it out step by step. You're going to do all the planning at once. Then you're going to do all the outlining at once. And then you're going to do all the writing at once. And then you're going to do all the editing at once. And then you're going to do all the finalizing, all the scheduling at once. I'm going to share an example. Hopefully this makes sense. So for those of you who are listening to this, this is, yes, live in August, but as Amanda and I have been referring to, like, this is our batching week. This is our batching month. I am batching in April for August. And you all, before I get some crazy DM about, oh, wow, how do you do that three or four months in advance? I am highly motivated right now in the season because I am planning on taking the entire month of August off. I'm still like, I'm still going to show up consistently, but I have batched ahead of time. I've pre-planned the posts. I have spoken with my VA and my podcast producer. Like I'm getting everything ready for them so that I can completely be out of the office and enjoy my month with my family. And I've never done anything like this before. It's terrifying. But at the same time, I want I want to be present with my family with my son is only little for so long. And I want to enjoy my time with my husband. So what I'm doing to batch out my podcast episodes is today is a podcast batching day. And Amanda and I are meeting back to back to back. She might be sick of me by the end of these episodes, but I'm like, Amanda, I really like you. Um, (laughs) So so we're not like working on an episode and then we're not, after that, I'm not editing it and then working on the images and then working on the blog post banners and working on CTA. It's like, I'm not doing that in one day. What I'm doing right now is just working on the episodes. And then when I have time this week, then I'll work on the blog posts that correspond with this podcast. And then after I'm all done with batching out those episodes, then I'll work on the graphics. So I think that is what I am hearing you say about putting your right tasks together. Yeah, absolutely. You break it up so that each day you're working on a different aspect of the content creation process. So you haven't finished a single piece of content until the final day. Yeah, Everything gets finished on the last day and none of it's finished before that because you're doing it piece by piece. So it may feel like very open-ended throughout the week as you're like, I haven't finished anything today. But in realistic terms, you're finishing things. It's just not 100% done until you put it all together at the end because that's how you save your brain from wanting to just melt out of your ears. Yeah, I love that so much. And you all know I talk about this batching, pillar content batching process. Like I've spoken about it before, but the way that Amanda is sharing is just like more eye-opening and she is sharing so many great examples of how to do this. And I know, I've always known about task switching, but I've never really talked about that. So I'm glad you brought that point up. Well, it's such a key part to the batching process, why you why we should be batching. But even just as business owners, I know I can find it really tempting to be working on one thing and then, oh, let me just check email really quick. Yeah. Or let me, you know, and doing all that we can to prevent ourselves from doing that 
is so important as business owners, especially as solopreneurs. I even go so far as to theme my days when I'm not in batch week so that I'm not task switching all day, every day. So on Mondays, I'm only working on client stuff. On Tuesdays, I'm only working on projects for this business. On Wednesdays, I'm only working on projects for my other business. On Thursdays, I'm only doing CEO stuff. Like batching in any and every way, having some sort of system so that you're not task switching constantly is going to save you so much mental capacity. I promise. You are 100% right because I live by that. That's so true. So do you have any other words of wisdom? You've shared so much already, but do you have anything else to share with us? If I'm going to offer a final piece of advice for this, yes, it is great to batch so that you can take time off like Dolly's doing. I have taken 10 days off straight without even opening Instagram before and my business grew because I had batched my content. It was phenomenal. Those things, long vacations, being able to really step back in your business are incredible. And I want you all to reach for that and to hope to attain that because it's important as a business owner to step away. We cannot constantly be on. But also know that it starts with one messy step. First and foremost, set aside that time to batch. Make it a priority to actually batch your content. It sounds scary. It sounds impossible to some of us maybe. How can I set aside a full batch week, a whole work week to do nothing but batch? But take the messy step and you're going to see in the following three weeks that you have so much extra time and mental capacity because you're not worried about content that you're going to get so much more done in your business than you typically do. And then that will continue and you'll be in a whole new hamster wheel that's a lot more fun and a lot more manageable. And something that I've discovered when I am very intentional with batching during my free weeks, because I do something very similar to you, Amanda, during my free weeks, I'm like air quoting free weeks. I sometimes have time to develop new products or like new trainings for my, my current students, or I do a lot of Dubsado setups. So I have more time for Dubsado setups for my one-on-one clients. So I love it. I love it because I know my business is already being marketed so I can concentrate on my one-on-one clients. Yeah. Batching saves you so much time throughout the rest of the month. Batch week itself is not fun. Like, yeah. I'm not oh, going to no. lie to anybody. I don't <laughs> want people to think like, oh, you guys love it. Like it's, some days it's, it's exhausting. Yeah. Yeah. But the other three weeks out of every month make it so worth it because yes, you can get so much more done. You can take so many more steps to do podcast episodes and get visible in other ways to create new offers, to work on your funnels, to do so many other things. I run two businesses by myself and I take a nap almost every single day <laughs> because I batch my content. Yeah. I love like, it. All of that is possible. Literally everything that I've accomplished as a business owner has only been possible because I batch my content. Before I get derail the conversation about naps, Amanda, do you mind sharing more for those of you? I might have some new listeners who are just now jumping into the systems and workflow magic podcast. Like this is their first time listening. So do you mind sharing more about your content membership and how they can get plugged in to getting to know you and getting to work with you? Yeah, absolutely. So club content batching is part course, part group coaching program. It is a membership community where not only do I help walk you through creating your own unique batch system, whether you work five hours a week or 40 in your business, 
work on setting up that unique batching system so that you can create a month of content in just one week. But we also have the membership side of things that helps hold you accountable to doing it because knowing how to batch your content is only half the battle. You have to actually do the batching work. And so we also have group coaching. We have all kinds of accountability built in so that we can make sure that you are, and by we, I mean myself and then all other members, but (laughs) it's an invisible, my dad would say, you got a mouse in your pocket. Um, (laughs) Great little dad joke there. Um, But we help hold you accountable to actually doing the batch work. And when you happen to fall off the batch hamster wheel, helping you get back on it. So I would love to see you inside. You can either go to amandawarfield.com forward slash dolly and grab the first lesson inside totally free. Or if you would like to jump in with both feet and get started batching right away, you can go to amandawarfield.com forward slash content and use the code dolly at checkout for $30 off every single month. You guys, and I, this is not an affiliate or anything. I just really wanted to make sure that you guys, my audience has some place to go learn strategic content batching from. And Amanda, Amanda is a great source of knowledge. And so I'm so glad that she has this resource for you all. Take advantage because she, again, she is the queen of content marketing. So you all will be in for a treat. So Amanda, where can people find you like other than, you know, club content batching? Um, I almost said in the club. <laughs> in the club. You will not find me in the club. You'll find me in bed at 8 p.m. every night. Yeah. <laughs> where can people find you and work with you outside of club content batching? The best place to find me would be my podcast, Chasing Simple. It is a weekly podcast. Every Tuesday, a new episode drops all about content marketing and just business simplicity in general, because everything I do, I want to make sure that I'm helping other entrepreneurs simplify so that they can take back their time and be present with their families. Y'all, it's a great podcast. I subscribe to it. I listen to it weekly. And I know I shared this in last week's episode, but for those of you who are brand new, like it's like as a mom, it's clean. And Amanda is very mindful of little ears, which I'm very appreciative of. So thank you, Amanda. Thank Um, you. Okay. So I just want to say thank you so much again for being on the on the podcast this week, Amanda, and I cannot wait to dive into part three uh, with you next week. So everyone tune in. And if you're listening to this live, make sure you listen to episode 36 and then 37, take lots of notes and reach out to Amanda and let her know how this has helped you. And as always, I hope you continue to find magic in your systems and workflows of your business. So I will talk to you all later. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Systems and Workflow Magic Podcast. You can find full show notes from today's episode at dollydelongphotography.com forward slash podcast. If you're loving the podcast, I'd be so honored if you'd subscribe and leave a review on your favorite podcast player. Be sure to screenshot this episode, share it to your stories, and tag me at dollydelongeducation over on Instagram. Until next time, go make some strategic workflow magic.